Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and we are here together exploring some of the highways and byways of jazz recorded history. And today we're going to be focusing in on a relatively short period during the career of Ben Webster, the great tenor saxophone player. These were recordings that he made uh, as a sideman in the 1940s. He was very well recorded in the mid to late 1940s, from 43 to 48, 49 or so. After that, his period, his uh, career went into a period of decline, as was the case with many swing era players. He was born in 1909 in uh, Kansas City, and he was forever uh, an exponent of the Kansas City style of jazz playing, kind of freewheeling and very improvisatory based. Uh, he had originally started on piano, and he made his first professional jobs as a stride pianist. Uh, in fact, he periodically recorded as a pianist later on in his career, and he was a, a pretty effective one. But he switched over to tenor sax uh, in the 1920s, and uh, he started playing with a number of big bands. He played with, uh, uh, actually, with the Lester Young family band for a little while. He played uh, uh, with Benny Moten's band in Kansas City in the late 1920s, uh, and then into the 30s. He played with uh, Blanche Calloway's band in Kansas City. Actually, he didn't join the uh, Benny Moten band until 1932 and made a series of really seminal big band recordings for RCA Victor when that band was on tour to New York in 1932. After that, he played with a succession of really top-ranked uh, black bands of the period uh, based in New York. Fletcher Henderson, uh, Willie Bryant, Cab Calloway for a while, before joining Duke Ellington's in 1940. He actually played with the very short-lived uh, Teddy Wilson big band as well and made some great recordings with them. And of course, with Ellington, he uh, made some of his greatest recordings, All Too Soon, Cottontail, things like that, 1940 and 41. So by that point, he was considered a really prime exponent of jazz and uh, one of the great tenor players. He uh, had sort of risen to prominence while uh, Coleman Hawkins was in Europe during the four or five year period when he was over there. And uh, he sort of played, uh, you'd have to say, in the Coleman Hawkins style, a very big sound, uh, using a lot of uh, ornamentation and playing on the chord changes of songs and ballads, but he brought his own sound, uh, much more of a burry sound and a, and a more tender lyricism, you'd have to say. But he could also sound quite gruff on up-tempo tunes, and we'll be hearing some of each on this program. So we're going to start out with uh, four tunes that he recorded in 1946, January 24th of 1946, for the very small Wax label. Wax was founded by the bass player Al Hall, who uh, produced several sessions uh, that were all good jazz, and uh, Hall uh, plays bass on this um, uh, recording session as well. It's called the Al Hall Quintet, and features, in addition to Ben Webster on tenor sax and Al Hall on bass, Denzel Best on drums, Jimmy Jones on piano, and Dick Vance on trumpet. Dick Vance was a swing-era trumpet player, played with Fletcher Henderson and um, several other bands. He was a, a pretty well-known section player. He did some arranging, composing, he even did vocal accompanist at one point. He was actually a vocal coach, I believe. Anyway, uh, he plays some of his best jazz on this session. We're going to hear four tunes. The Blues in My Heart, it was composed by Benny Carter. Uh, Emmeline, the ballad that was recorded, uh, 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 composed by Francis Perkins. Then the Axton Clark tune, Am I Blue, that was a big hit for Ethel Waters about uh, 20 years earlier. 
And then finally, Rose of the Rio Grande, which was a good jam session staple at the time. So that's the Al Hall Quintet featuring Ben Webster. It'll give you a cross-section of, of Webster's playing from ballad to up-tempo there. Then we're going to jump over to one of two tunes we're going to hear from a session done by Tony Scott and his downbeat club Septet, recorded for Gotham in 1945. Many of these were recorded on, on for small labels that sort of arose from the ashes of the uh, recording band. The Musicians' Union dictated that musicians could not record uh, between 1942 and 43. They were trying to get more money uh, for residual payments and, and record sales for musicians. It didn't work very well. It uh, managed really only to obscure the um, origins of bebop and some of the first recordings that those players would have made otherwise. But the good side was that many small labels grew up, and many of those small labels were devoted to jazz, including Wax and Gotham. So we heard uh, one tune by this group on a uh, program I did called the Bebop Clarinets. Tony Scott was one of the, the great bebop clarinet players. He uh, was born about 1921, and he started uh, playing on 52nd Street when he got out of the Navy, or, or out of the service, I should say, in World War II. Um, very good saxophone player, but an outstanding clarinet player. And we heard a, ver a tune called Ten Lessons with Timothy. Three tunes were recorded on this date, and we're going to hear the other two now. And we're going to finish up our set uh, of the Al Hall Quintet with Tony Scott doing All Too Soon. As I mentioned, that was a song that uh, Ben Webster was featured on with the Duke Ellington Band. It was an Ellington composition, and here will be sung by a very young Sarah Vaughan. and features her doing a whole chorus and Ben Webster doing almost a whole chorus, along with some backgrounds. And I'll tell you who's on that date uh, when we get to the break, because we'll have one other tune after that. So those are our tunes right now. The Al Hall Quintet, Blues in My Heart, Emmeline, Am I Blue and Rose of the Rio Grande, and Tony Scott and his uh, downbeat club septet doing All Too Soon, all featuring Ben Webster. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ben Webster, arguably at his peak, I think, in the mid-1940s. We started out with those four tunes by the Al Hall Quintet, recorded for Hall's own wax label in New York City, January 24th of 1946. of the Blues in My Heart, kind of a loping, atmospheric version of that Benny Carter tune, uh, featuring a great little rhythm section feel. Then going on to Emmeline, usually taken as a ballad. Uh, this was done sort of as a medium-up-tempo tune, kind of an interesting take. Then Am I Blue, much more ballad-like and showing off the beautiful sound that Webster was renowned for. And then a much more energetic version of Rose of the Rio Grande, all featuring Dick Vance on trumpet, Ben Webster on tenor, Jimmy Jones on piano, Al Hall on bass, and Denzel Best on drums. So from there we went to that beautiful Duke Ellington tune, All Too Soon, recorded in 1945, don't know when exactly, but at some point in 1945, for Gotham, and that was Tony Scott and his Downbeat Club Septet. As I mentioned, we've heard Tony Scott on clarinet on another, uh, actually a couple of different podcasts and radio shows. On that particular track, he played mostly alto, as he will on the next one. We're going to start out the next set with. Uh, Trummy Young was on trombone and Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet. Dizzy Gillespie was credited as B. Bopstein on this because he was under contract to somebody else. 
Then Ben Webster, of course, Jimmy Jones again on piano, Gene Ramey on bass, Ed Nicholson on drums, and Sarah Vaughn doing one of her very early vocals on that tune. So we're going to do the, uh, uh, I won't say the flip side because I think it was on a different issue, but it was a tune recorded at the same session with the same band, just no vocal. This is called You're Only Happy When I'm Blue, and is a Tony Scott original, apparently. And we'll hear some good playing all around on here, some great Ben Webster in the middle. So after that, we're going to go to uh, a session not often uh, mentioned. This is one of those things that kind of uh, occupied uh, a middle ground between swing and bebop and was recorded after the swing era, or just after the swing era, uh, so didn't get a lot of notice. This was recorded for the Swing label, which was a French label, on August 23rd of 1946 and was done by Benny Carter and his Chocolate Dandies. The Chocolate Dandies was a group name that went back to the early 1930s. Benny Carter was involved in and uh, he revived it a couple of times after that. This is a good classic swing era group. Buck Clayton on trumpet, Al Gray on trombone, he had been playing or was to be playing with Basie, Ben Webster on tenor, Benny Carter on alto and clarinet. He takes an excellent clarinet solo on uh, the first tune coming up. Sonny White is on piano, John Simmons on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. Sid Catlett even takes a vocal on one of these, on his only recorded vocal. So we're going to start out with the venerable Sweet Georgia Brown, uh, tune that uh, was originally brought out in 1925. Again, Ethel Waters had a hit recording of this, as she did with Am I Blue in the last set. Following that, we're going to do a Sid Catlett Tiny Grimes tune called Out of My Way, and that will feature Sid on vocals. Then, a Benny Carter tune called What'll It Be? And finally, a Ben Webster tune called Cadillac Slim. All of these are going to feature, to a greater or lesser degree, Ben Webster. So, that's our, those are our five tunes for this particular set. The Tony Scott uh, Downbeat Club Septet from 1945, recording for Gotham, You're Only Happy When I'm Blue, and then Benny Carter and His Chocolate Dandies, recording for Swing in August of 1946, Sweet Georgia Brown, Out of My Way, What'll It Be, and Cadillac Slim.
was waiting, we're heavy dating. I'm operating out of my way, out of my way. We're gonna dance some high, white, and handsome. Maybe romance some out of my way, out of my way. I can hear my heartbeat beating, tickety-tick. I can hear it keep repeating, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up quick. It's hug and kiss time, Mr. and Miss Time. Can't miss it this time, out of my way, out of my way.
Have some great swing era playing, very late swing era playing, but uh, by uh, mostly musicians who were integral to the development of the whole style. We started out with Tony Scott and his downbeat club septet, and that was You're Only Happy When I'm Blue, a Tony Scott composition featuring Bebop Steen, aka Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Tony Scott, in this case on alto, sounding very much like Johnny Hodges, Trummy Young on trombone. Ben Webster on tenor, Jimmy Jones on piano, Gene Ramey on bass, Ed Nicholson on drums. And those were recorded, or that was recorded for Gotham in 1945. Then we went to that interesting, very straight ahead swing session. If it had been done half a dozen years later, they probably would have called it mainstream. But here they were still part of the swing era in August 23rd of 1946. Uh, this was done for Swing, the French jazz label in New York City, and it was done by. Benny Carter and his Chocolate Dandies. Benny Carter on alto and clarinet on the first tune, Sweet Georgia Brown, taking a very technical and fluid clarinet solo. He wasn't known as a virtuoso clarinet player, but there he sounded very much like Barney Begard in places. Buck Clayton was on trumpet, Al Gray on trombone, Ben Webster on tenor, Sonny White on piano, John Simmons on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums and singing on the second tune, Out of My Way of that session, second tune of the session. Um, he apparently had a hand in composing that, and he sounded not the way you would assume Sid Catlett to have sounded, which might have been rhythmic or bluesy or whatever. He had a very smooth ballad-like delivery on that. Then we heard the Benny Carter tune, What'll It Be? Cadillac Slim, which was Ben Webster's own tune. So all of these small group sessions featuring the inimitable uh, Ben Webster doing some really wonderful, wonderful playing. So we're going to do four more tunes right now that featured Ben Webster with another group. And this group was the Teddy Wilson Sextet, recording for Musicraft, yet another one of those labels, August 14th of 1945. And this uh, has Buck Clayton on trumpet, Ben Webster on tenor, Teddy Wilson on piano, Al Casey on guitar, Al Hall on bass, and J.C. Hurd on drums. We're going to hear four tunes from this session, all featuring some good unbuttoned swing playing, but... Um, in, a, in a very organized fashion, you'd have to say, which was part and parcel of Teddy Wilson's uh, groups from this period. He recorded quite frequently in the 1940s. Uh, this was, I don't think, a group that performed uh, outside dates. I think it was just put together for the recording session. Not too sure about that, but at any rate, we're going to hear four tunes. We're going to hear the Edgar Sampson tune, If Dreams Come True, the Gershwin and uh, Duke standard, I Can't Get Started, the another Edgar Sampson tune, Stompin' at the Savoy, and then a Teddy Wilson original called Blues 2. So those four tunes will be done uh, by the Teddy Wilson Sextet, recording for Musicraft in 1945, featuring Ben Webster. If dreams come true, I can't get started. Stompin' at the Savoy and Blues 2. 
there you have four titles by the Teddy Wilson Sextet. Teddy Wilson was a marvelous band leader, as I said. Uh, ben Webster had played in his short-lived big band. I think we're going to be doing a podcast of them coming up pretty soon as well. Uh, and that featured, as I said, Buck Clayton on trumpet with Ben Webster, Teddy Wilson, Al Casey on guitar, Al Hall on bass, and J.C. Hurd on drums, recorded for Musicraft in August of 1945. We started with If Dreams Come True, then heard a particularly nice ballad feature for Webster on I Can't Get Started, and then Stomping at the Savoy, and then that kind of low-down blues, Blues 2, T-O-O, and that was a Teddy Wilson tune. So, we hope you've enjoyed this program. Some marvelous small group recordings uh, of the 1940s, bottomless well of recordings made during that period by swing era stars who were all at their peak. We're going to be doing a podcast coming up of uh, the Joe Davis record label. Uh, he was a music promoter back into the 1920s, and he was a publisher and actually started his own record label in the 40s. It didn't do a lot of work, but did some really excellent sessions with Coleman Hawkins, Ben Webster, the Walter Thomas Group, and so forth. And that's going to have a similar vibe, although most of the tunes will be originals on that. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to help us out and support us, please do so. Uh, as I've said, uh, some of you have been trying to reach me with voicemail on Anchor, which is lovely, but I have no way of getting back to you. So send me an email or hit me up on my social media page, which is uh, any of the above, Facebook, Instagram, or my website, wolverinejazzband.com.net, too. So the Wolverine Jazz Band. Let me know what you're thinking. So this has been our program on Ben Webster, the Sideman, in the 1940s. And hope you've uh, heard some music maybe you weren't familiar with and are encouraged to go listen to some other things coming up. So I'll see you on the other side.